Oh, the microphone. <laughs> no, I will not burp into the microphone. What if I did? That's gross. What if I did it with you? No. What if we did a history of burping? Okay. You do it for the burp? Yeah. For the burp. For pissed. a burp episode. Sure. Okay. Keep it in mind. So, yeah, plan that out. Okay. Uh, study it. <laughs> study. Take you years. And <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I'll burp. And then I will burp. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's hysterical history. Can you tell what accent I'm doing? Uh, isn't it? <laughs> it's a French accent. <laughs> in Les Mis. Oi. In it. <laughs> Oi there, Gav. We're I'm in France. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an ancient Roman accent. <laughs> Uh, and I'm Alexis. <laughs> I'm Ailey. In it. <laughs> In it. Uh, earlier, we were joking or talking about how in everything when they're foreign, they're British. They're always British. Even when it's Les Mis. And you're like, what? Why? Hmm. <laughs> Explain it. Hmm. Even Rain, where it's all in France. <laughs> they're all French. Except for the one French woman who speaks with a French accent. Sounds like she's from outer space. All Romans are British. Mm -hmm. Everyone's British. All Germans are British. If it's just in the past, it's British. Yeah. People in Game of Thrones, which isn't even real, are British. People in space are British. It's weird. (laughs) They really took over everywhere. American media has severe hang-ups about British accents. accents. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like weird... Empire daddy issues with, like, colonialism overshading. It's like... Yeah, it's strange. We should just, <laughs> like, have a therapy sesh. We all just gotta chill about out. About that. Yeah. Because it's obvious. It's weird. Anyway. <laughs> like, all of your bad guys are always, like, English accent and twirling a little mustache. It's like, it's very true. what do you really think? What are you trying America? to tell me what right now? really want anyway anyway <laughs> hysterical history today though we're gonna talk about mama mary queen of scots mama mary i want to say uh ahead of time because Haley already had this problem mary queen of scots is not mary the uh, first n- not mary the first of england it's mary, different not mary the bloody not bloody mary different one that's why we always say mary queen of scots her whole thing um because otherwise it's confusing. Because uh, they the, are alive at the same time. The English and mm-hmm. the Scots really only have about six names. Yes. Uh, and this was recomm- or this was requested of us, I should say, by Jennifer, who is really into Scottish history. And also Rebecca wanted me to talk about Scottish monarchs in general. Nice. Or us to talk about them. Uh, and I've been working on this for a bit. I read like a whole book about her. Not a very long book, but a book. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I only read the one book. Um, but I feel like it had a good amount, like a good ratio of quotes directly from people of the time. Yeah. From like letters and things. And like opinion slash explanation without getting heavily opinionated about it, which is really easy to do when you're talking about historical figures, which is why I'm glad that the book wasn't very long because it was pretty succinct about what happened, but still like pretty detailed. That's so surprising. Good for you. It must be hard to find a book where someone doesn't have a very strong opinion about Mary Queen of Scots. Right. Especially because a lot of the opinions about her are pretty negative. Um, (laughs) Which I don't think is very warranted. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I, I've heard it's it comes and goes. Like um, yeah, 
in media, I was watching something about uh, media representations of Elizabeth I in movies. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, we're very pro-Elizabeth. Yes. But, um, like, even just back, like, in the 40s, 50s, it was way more Mary who was the thing that really caught our imagination. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I saw an article about this. I don't remember if I read the whole thing uh, and, like, got to the point. But it was, like, asking why we're so into Mary, Queen of Scots because of rain, because of the TV show, because it was mm-hmm. doing really well. And uh, definitely part of that's just because it's a teen show yeah. uh, on a teen network. And it's a period show, and people love period shows. They look pretty, and they yeah. kiss a lot. Yeah. So why not? Um, and then also political drama. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fun. It's like Game of Thrones tween edition. Right. But uh, kind of the conclusion was also that just like Mary's life is very dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really easy to, you know, obviously everything in rain isn't true. But um, <laughs> I hate Sebastian. <laughs> I hate not him. real. It's not real. But a lot of it that they talk about in the show is true. Like, it are, are, are based on truth things. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be exaggerated or out of order or something, but a lot of it are things that she had to go through and things that happened to her. And then I appreciate that. They skip over parts that I'm like, why would you skip this? Uh, <laughs> Where is Ambrose Paré? They skip an entire husband, and mm-hmm. I don't understand that. But uh, they, they had a problem with the ending, mostly, because they spent so much time on Francis and her, which I get. Wow. But it really is like tween Game of Thrones. It is. Um, <laughs> they didn't have a lot of time later for other husbands. But, and I, <laughs> Mary's last husband, there's like, it's confusing. Okay. <laughs> Which sounds weird, but maybe it will make more sense later. Anyway, uh, but the book that I read was by Madeline Bingham. I think it's just called Mary Queen of Scots. Very Englishy name. Yeah. Madeline Bingham. Um, and one of the first sentences in that book is, The tragedy of Mary Stuart is overlaid with propaganda from both sides. Yep. She's talking specifically about primary sources that people at the time yeah. are have feelings. So when they write about Mary, it's with a lot of opinion in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you can't always trust what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it makes it so fraught but so fun. But so they talk a lot about religion in the book because we're having a problem at this time. <laughs> in <laughs> a problem? Europe. In general, with Protestantism. Are the Protestants the problem, or? Depends on where you are. (laughs) Who's to say? Questionable. Right, because we did that episode about Anabaptists, and I'd be like, yes, the Protestants are the problem. (laughs) In that case, highly problematic. Uh, Other places, is the Catholic Church a problem? Absolutely. So, just in general, it's a problem for a lot of people. Religion is a problem. Yeah. Organ- the uh, organization of state is a problem. Uh, like, I have a quote that says, religions use her to their benefit to explain their cause. F- the French see her as a French princess stolen by evil Queen Elizabeth. Oh the English see her as the potential cause of a terrible war that could have been avoided. So, so everyone has a lot at stake 
uh, when they're moving her around like a pawn. A lot of feelings about mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Uh, one author describes her as a beautiful woman, clever, well-read, elegantly educated, with a facility for verse, a sweet voice, a neat hand at embroidery, great physical courage, and above all, charm. Above all, embroidery. <laughs> so good at embroidery. <laughs> and above all, damn embroideries. <laughs> so she's got a lot going for her. Yeah. Um, she's born in Linlithgow on December 8th, 1542. So this is when Henry VIII's still alive. And uh, he's already having problems with his lack of sons mm-hmm. and just lack of children in general. For the number of wives he has and mistresses, he has an incredibly low amount of children. Which makes you, there's like a, what's the word, common denominator? Yeah. Hmm. I wonder why. Guess we'll never know. Guess we'll never know. <laughs> and so uh, he's nervous about <laughs> when he <laughs> dies, what's going to happen. Yeah. And unfortunately for him, Mary has a claim to the English throne, too, from her parents. She isn't good because... Because you've, you've killed everyone. They, you've, you've killed them all, Henry. And then she could be the queen of Scotland and England, which is a prop. So uh, he has feelings about that that will be clear <laughs> shortly. Yeah. Uh, so her dad is sick when she's young, um, and he has two infant sons that die, and then he's pretty upset. That she's a girl. <laughs> you gotta deal with it <laughs> when she's born. So how she's like, damn it. How is she related to the English crown? Uh, let me look. I never understand this because part of my brain will always insist that she is Mary the first. Right, and Mary the first is Catherine of Aragon's daughter. So it's Henry the eighth's daughter, um, Elizabeth the first half sister. Yes. Uh, as great-granddaughter of King Henry VII, Mary has a strong claim to the English throne. Her French father-in-law, Henry II—okay, yeah, yeah, I know about that. Um, so her great-grandfather is Henry's dad. So she's descended from the last king before Henry. Okay. Currently. Okay. Uh, so pretty direct. <laughs> That's her grandfather. So— once it gets down to scramble time about who's going to be in charge, yeah. um, pretty good claim yeah. since you can reach that far back. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you know, Henry's other girls, he's, like, thrown away so many wives that it's like, do they count anymore? Right. Like, does, it, like, <laughs> does Elizabeth count when you killed her mom? His last wife has to, like, scramble to legitimize them. Yeah. It's a lot. And, I mean, at that time, his son's still alive. So he's like, well, I got the son, so I'll be good. No, I'm, fi- I'm fine forever. No. 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 So this is a problem not only when Mary's born, but also, like, later. You know, when we have problems with our lack of son because he dies. So. They can't hack it. It's but, women forever. But her dad's upset because she's a girl. Mm-hmm. Because they had two sons that died that were babies. And so he's hoping there's going to be a son that lives and no. Maybe your son should have been <laughs> And he says, the devil go with it, me devil. Mm-hmm. Um, it will end as it began. It came with a lass and it will pass with a lass. I don't know what that means. I guess. And then he dies five days later, her dad. Bye. Bye. You seemed full of wisdom. Yeah. So while Marie de Guise, that's Mary's mother, is still in the bed that she gave birth to Mary in. Like she's like... 
you know, it's been a couple days hasn't, or like a week. Hasn't gotten out of bed yet. No, because she's still having trouble. You know, she's like, like I said, lost two infant sons recently. She's probably worried about this one. So yeah. she's just like, let's just chill. Um, while she's still there, Mary's mother is offered James Hamilton's eldest son's hand in marriage for Mary, who is a baby. Mm-hmm. She's barely alive. You want a baby? Because uh, he has claims to the throne. Of the English throne, I think, and the Scottish one, probably. Mm -hmm. And he's like, let's do it. And then Henry VIII is like, no, no, no. Um, She should marry my son, Edward. Because then he doesn't have to worry about her. Mm -hmm. Because no competition. No. She's going to be married to his son. Yeah. So then it's fine. But that's a problem because the Scottish are very Catholic. (laughs) Yeah. And Henry just F that all up in England. So they don't want to do that. Why would they do that? You know? Also, once again, Mary's like a week old or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's barely alive. I was like, shouldn't we give it like a few months just to make sure she lives? Yeah, should you make sure? Just check before we're all like, no, me, me. Especially because the <laughs> other ones were such, you know, strong contenders. Right. Um, and Mary, or Henry's sister, Margaret, had married James IV from Scotland. So Scotland and England have a current bond of like... okay coolness with each other right now. A little tenuous bond. Yeah. But then he, like, messed it all up with the religion thing. Is there anything he didn't mess up? No. (laughs) So. No. It's like, eh, maybe, but (laughs) hold on. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're Marie de Guise, right, um, who, if you can't tell by her name, is French. (laughs) Um, I'm like, don't you want to wait for some offers that aren't these randoms? We're like, oh, oh, Surely there's a better one. Calm down. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a quote that says, Like many 16th century proposals, the idea was simple, but the execution devious. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. uh, It's funny how, you know, like modern proposals are just like, do you want to marry me? Mm -hmm. Yes or no. Yeah. And I'm like, and in uh, the past, especially with (laughs) royalty, not so easy. It is a... uh, Elegant, shady contract um, tango. Filled with bribery. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the best deal. doesn't matter if you like them. It's who can give me the best deal. Mm-hmm. They start trying to add clauses to a potential agreement. That if baby Mary dies, the Scots have the right to the English throne. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding? Because she's queen. Are you kidding me? So they're like... No. Right? How? Can't do that. Like, just say no. Yeah. If no, you they're want, trying to bargain. If you want to say no, just say no. They're trying to bargain. <laughs> that's not bargaining. That's saying no in a sassy way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary gets crowned at nine months old because her dad died. Mm-hmm. So good job. Moving along. <laughs> and she's in charge first the Earl of Arran, and then it's given to her mother, Marie de Guise. Uh, who is from one of the most powerful families in France, uh, a, a rich and, like, no, noble family. Mm-hmm. So she's a good choice as far as, like, somebody who knows what they're doing, possibly. Especially in Scotland, where, like, you know, offense to Scotland, but they don't have the same, I don't know, political complicatedness in court mm-hmm. that France does. It's uh, It's really hard to breed generations of... Like, thick-knit political intrigue when your country is on the tip of an island in the north of Europe versus the center of Europe surrounded by a 
bunch of lunatics. Exactly. Like the more the more countries that your country touches, the more likely you are to have to be like quick and smart about <laughs> d- diplomatic things. Like just completely wild and out there to even live. And people still uh, regularly on the trips back and forth from Scotland to like the mainland just die. Like their boats just crash and they all die. Yeah. The Scottish are super hardy and like hard, like practical yeah. ways. Yeah. Like it's just hard to exist. So like even just uh, getting to the continent is dangerous. Yeah. But like as far people as don't want to do it. Political stuff, it's it's a different game. Yeah, you, they're just not interacting as often with other countries as much. And definitely not in person. So, like, Marie is very, like, well put together and very, like, capable of thinking, you know, in a diplomatic way that she really needs to because her daughter is being inundated with proposals when she's a baby. Yeah. And uh, that probably other people in the country would not be good at. So, Good for you. So her being in charge makes sense to me. I'm like, sure. I do love all sentences that begin with, no offense to the Scottish. <laughs> yeah, there might be some Scottish uh, <laughs> making fun of in this episode. Also England. So probably France, too. It's all fair. It's all fair. Uh, so Henry VIII is mad that they won't sign this agreement. And that they're trying to add stuff. I mean, suck it up. You're mad at everything. So he declares war on Scotland unless they give him the baby. Shut up, you nasty ball. So he's like, give me Mary, or else we're going to kill all of you. Good luck. Wow. What? (laughs) You've tried before. It's like, sometimes I don't think he can get worse as far as, like, diplomatically what he's doing. And then he's like, I'm going to kill you all unless you (laughs) give me your baby. I'd love to see you try. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, man. I, like, this is how much I hate him. I'm, like, immediately put in Scotland's heart. I'm like, yeah. Just come at me. <laughs> come on. Come at me, you nasty sack. So what do the Scots do? Uh, they turn on everyone who works for Henry. <laughs> like, if they're in Scotland working for him, they're just going to freaking murder them. All right, let's kill them all. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. You can't take our baby. Yeah. It's like Scotland's baby. Yeah. Stop it. This is the baby of Scotland. She's our queen baby. You, you can't gonna, have her. Are you going to do it? Stab. Mm-hmm. So Henry comes to Edinburgh and destroys it. I mean, just uh, dumps all over it. Uh, I mean, that's a okay second move, I yeah. guess. So people are like, uh oh. <laughs> so they start hiding Mary in like nunneries and stuff because mm-hmm. they're like, someone's going to come and kidnap her or kill her or uh, both. Do they not remember the Vikings? <laughs> yeah. Those aren't safe. They're probably safe from like Henry. Because he respects the church. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just think he doesn't know where they are. They're just like randomly in the Scottish hills. He doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He's going to be like, where's the baby? And they're like, mm-hmm. Are you going to check all of Scotland? Doubt it. We don't speak English. I mean, it's not that big, yeah. but there are lots of hills that have nothing. Yeah. There's, so good luck. It's like Alaska. There's just a lot of empty space. Right. So they're dodging him and just trying to calm him down because he's being crazy. Uh, but he dies in 1547. Suck it. So. Suck it. Uh, let me go back. When is Mary born? Uh, 1542. So she he dies when she's five, and he doesn't get her, obviously. Yeah. I knew he couldn't handle standing upright for more than a couple <laughs> seconds. More than a few years. <laughs> looking for a baby. Um, but so he dies. Unfortunately, does not stop England from bothering them about Mary. 
Um, I mean, England always has something up their butt about its its neighbors. It's not just Mary. Like, they want Scotland to be theirs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's always, like, something. Yeah. They're worried about Mary having a claim, but they also just want Scotland to be their own. It it is kind of weird at that point. Like, why are you bothering with claim stuff? But, like... Protector Somerset, I'm assuming he's a person, is still <laughs> demanding to receive Mary. They're like, give her to us. And they're like, what? No. No. We're not going to give you the baby. What? But Marie de Guise is worried about it because she was, I think, hoping that when Henry died, they'd stop this doing that. Would. And they're not stopping doing that. And so she's like, that's not good. Um, so she calls um, Henry II of France, uh, who's Catherine's husband, in case you don't know who he is. We're going to only refer to him as Catherine's husband because that's what he is. That's what he is. Um, and she's like, hey, can you help me? I love that this story Please. is just all ladies. Yes. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. For it's me. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that Henry's dead, pretty much the men are done. As far as, like, any man who's more important in some way than Mary. They're done. Pretty over. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, she calls Henry, and she's like, help me, please. Because she's French. So she's like, can you help us out? Because this is bad. Are Um, are you seeing what the English are up to? And then after she asks for help, England invades Scotland again um, in the Battle of Pinky Clow. 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 It's (laughs) C-L-E-U-G-H. Sorry, Scotland. And 10,000 Scots die, which is a lot. Yeah. In their total. Yeah. And in the dumbest name battle I've ever heard. So it's unfortunate on all sides. But France, <laughs> look at whose back is turned. It's England's. Yep. And they're looking for Mary, but they do not find her uh, because she has been sneaked away by monks in the night. To Monkland to France. Hey. They got her on a boat, and they're like, "Here we go." Here we Which go. Which I want—I want to remind you—it's very dangerous because people die on boats all the time. So that she could just die on the way, but she don't. <laughs> but she don't. But she don't. Uh, yeah. So the monks sneak her on a boat, and then they get her off the island. Time to go to France. Uh, and she, when she gets there, uh, she gets four ladies in waiting while she's there, who are like younger. Obviously, how old uh, is she? She's like five. Okay. Yeah, she's little. Um, and they brought little ladies with her, I guess. Cute. Um, their names are Mary Fleming, Mary Beaton, Mary Livingstone, and Mary Seton. It's not okay. They're all named Mary. It's not. All of them. Okay. <laughs> Is it intentional? Is it like a hide the thing in the cup? I don't think so. Game or... I think Mary's just a really common name because they're Catholic. So all Mary's. Gosh dang it. Um, there was a quote. Uh, that says, and with no real other choice, they betrothed Mary to the Dauphin of France, meaning that Mary doesn't really have another choice. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that was part of the agreement, that, like, when Marie de Guise asked for help, they were like, sure, um, we want your little queen to marry our little future king. And they're, like, almost the same age. Yeah. Uh, so it's not weird, because I think Edward, when Henry dies, is, like, 10 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's, like, significantly older than Mary. Or, like, he's he's pretty, like, he's a, a grown kid, whereas, like, Mary's still little. So yeah. I was just like, it's, I know it's not that weird, but it's weird to me, whereas, like, her and Frances are the same age-ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just like, yeah, we'll take care of your kid and we'll protect her, but she's going to marry our son. And he's a dolphin, so. Yeah. 
Girl in France. Dance. Girls love dolphins. Girls love do- in France. In France. <laughs> it's great. And she's safe and won't be murdered. And won't be murdered. Uh, unfortunately, that means her mom oh. is dropping her off because her mom's still queen, technically, of France right now. Like, she's queen regent. Mm-hmm. So she can't go. Uh, but she's like, they'll take care of you. No, queen I'm going to stay Scotland? here. Yes. Because yes. Mary's a queen of Scotland, but she's five. So it, Marie is taking care of things. Yeah. So she's like, you go. Mary Francis, be queen of France. I'll be here. If we need you, call. Right. Text me. Yeah. <laughs> Text me. It's fine. Uh, so the five Marys moved to France. <laughs> There's too many of everything. Uh, Madeline points out, historians love the image of five girls on a French warship sailing to safety in France. They're like, oh, like they describe it in detail. She said a lot of the time, even though there's no record of like what happened, they're like, they're playing with the cannons. They're moving the wheel and stuff and they're running around and the boys love it. And it's like, we don't know. (laughs) They could have been puking the whole time. I don't know. (laughs) Or they're like crying and being upset. Now I want to introduce you to Mary's uh, main rival. (laughs) And his name is John Knox. And Knox is an intense Protestant and critic of Mary's essentially entire life. Um, and he writes about this journey of hers, even though he's not there. How old is he? When she's like a kid, like now, like if, when yeah. she's five. I think he's like in his 20s or 30s. He's he's much older than okay. her. Okay. Um, like adult when she's a child. Yeah. And like when she's an adult, he's like elderly. Mm-hmm. Um, or like like high middle age. But uh, a high middle age, a high man. middle, yeah. Uh, but he writes about Mary on this journey to the end that in her youth, Mary should drink of the liquor that should remain with her all her lifetime for a plague to her realm and for her final destruction. Cool, yeah. So I think he's probably maybe he's not, not writing this when she's a kid. It sounds like he's writing it later. But his irritation with her is that he thinks, as a lot of people do, that Mary moves to France and becomes French, and then she doesn't care about them. Um, and I want to say, like, you know, when you move somewhere when you're five and you never really live in your original place mm-hmm. <laughs> that you don't really remember. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you're going to get pretty into the culture of the new place when you are five. until And she lives there till she's like 16. Yeah. Yeah. So like maybe, like imagine like you know, you're a kid and you move and then you spend all of your school years in that one city, in that one place. It's like you yeah. probably know that place better than the first place. Uh, like, her first language I think she learns is French. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And that, like, annoys Scottish people. Yeah. I'm also, like, it is currently the most important language to know if you're a queen. So And she's in France, so I think maybe it was a good idea. Yeah. But I get it. Uh, it says also that apparently Knox at this point had been to the French galleys at some point. So he also just hates France. Okay. Because he's like, they arrested me. And he's I'm like, just one of those. Maybe stop being stupid. Uh, so he's pretty biased. He's just like one of those France. angry political commentators. A hundred percent he is. That uh, exist in all times. In all times, yep. Um, Block. So she gets to France, and uh, it's super beautiful because uh, Francois I, who is, like, current Henry King's dad, 
um, was like really into art and intellectual culture and renaissance. And so the whole place is like gorgeous. And it has to be so beautiful to her compared to Scotland. Which was on fire. And just like most of the time, Scotland is so. I mean, like when you think of Scotland, you think of like raininess and like moors and like cliffs and stuff. I think right? of like our home, but smaller. Yeah, but uh, it's, but it's not like it's like beautiful in its own way. But then, like think about going to like France with these beautiful, like elegant buildings that are like to have newly been built, and it's so. Pretty, and she's just like way into it. The architecture is nice, but yeah, that rain though. Uh, we mentioned this already because you were talking about syphilis. Um, but I had a quote that said Henry II passed on his syphilitic blood to Mary's future husband, which is not true. But in any case, he probably passed on bad genes anyway. Yeah, especially because we've talked about already. Catherine de Medici um, was royal, but not like related to him mm-hmm. very closely. She was like French royalty kind of. So they shouldn't have had too many problems and they still did. I guess so. it's possible for him to have had syphilis and given it to his mother and then her to have given it to him. Yeah, for Henry to give it to Catherine and then Catherine to give it to yeah. Francis. Yes. That is possible. But. but it's not from Henry. Yeah. Specifically. Directly. Not his blood. No. Um, so in 1548, is a year after she's moved there, uh, five-year-old Mary is sent to live with her mother, Antoinette de Guise, in France. So she's not without any family, but yeah. not her mom. And uh, her Scottish entourage uh, is considered appallingly barbarous. <laughs> and they are swiftly gotten rid of. Okay. And then they just replace them with Catholic French women. Because they're like, ew, gross. Ew, Scottish. They're wearing, like, furs, and they're gross-looking, and they're all brown. Gross. I hate it. Aw. Yeah. Poor Scottish people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the French are very, uh, I mean, always, but especially, I think, at this time, very into themselves. So they're, like... Snooty Southerners. Oh, yeah. So they're just, like, gross. (sighs) You Um, thought England was annoying. (laughs) France is, uh, like, like... Scotland, in this case, is like the Starks in the north right now. Yep. And France is, what's their capital city called? Uh, King's Landing. King's Landing. Yeah. So it's all pretty and backstabby. tropical beautiful architecture and everything's just weird and extra. And awful. And you wear one fur and everyone thinks you're a weird hobo. Uh, and she ends up being raised by St. Germain en Laye with Francis, who's her future husband, and her sister's or his sisters, Elizabeth, Claude, and Marguerite, um, who become the Queen of Spain, Duchess of Lorraine, and Queen of Navarre, respectively. So everyone in this family doing pretty good. <laughs> I've, I know of all of them, and who's the favorites of their mother? Yeah. <laughs> Marguerite is last on that list and last in her mother's heart. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so yeah, like I said, French is her first language, and she always calls herself Marie Stewart instead of Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, her favorite activities on her dating profile yeah. are dancing. I like dancing. And hunting. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> dancing and killing things in the woods. Uh, she learns Italian, and she's really good at Greek and Latin, too, so she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. Uh, she apparently gave a discourse in Latin at the Louvre. A, a disco. A discourse. <laughs> For the king and queen um, 
to tell them that women should be studying all forms of learning and liberal arts. Oh, how nice. Yeah, and apparently they were really impressed with it. Um, the chronicler Brontome said, Think what a wonderful and admirable sight it was to see this beautiful and learned queen thus discoursing in Latin, which she understood and spoke well. I know because I saw her there. Okay, humble brag much. Okay. I was there. Um, she's also really into geography, history, and she's, like, obsessed with poetry, which is not surprising because at this time she's probably, like, 12 or 13, and <laughs> yeah. little girls love poetry. So she's like, hell yeah. Girls love poetry and hunting. Apparently she's got a great singing voice. Uh, she can accompany herself on the lute. So she's just, like, jamming. And, like, she's really nailing this, like, queen thing, especially in mm-hmm. a new country. Yeah. She's, like— Checking off all the boxes. Quickly becoming, like, everything they could want in a queen besides just, like, have the babies, which is not happening yet because she's still too young and Mm -hmm. they're not married yet. Yeah, it's like, it'll come in time. But everything else she's doing really well at, right? They're, like, very impressed with how well-spoken she is and she's very entertaining and... Um, and I love that she likes hunting because that just feels very Scottish. So I'm yeah. like, it's sweet that it's like, oh, but she still likes she's this. She's still got some of that northern blood in her. Yeah. Um, I have a quote that says, all in all, a perfect queen in training, even though she technically is a queen already. And I'm like, yeah, but does it count when you're a baby? Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, like, you haven't been to your country and yeah. So he need to train to go there eventually. Uh, and she's, like I said, she's into hunting and also apparently hawking. Which I'm like, cool. Cute. Nothing's hotter than, like, a lady with a hawk. Hell yeah. Like, right? Hell her, yeah. And I love the image of her, like, on horse in her nice, like, French outfits, maybe, like, with a fur from Scotland and then a hawk arm. This and I'm like, hot. girl. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Um, there's a poem by Ronsard about her. He's her poetry tutor. And he wrote a poem about her. Aww. That's not mm, potentially creepy. I mean, uh, depends on what the content is. Uh, at the spring center among the lilies, her body shimmered wider than nope, the lilies. No, it's already bad. It's <laughs> and, already bad. <laughs> and fairer. Uh, the roses stained with the blood of Adonis were her soft cheeks drained of color. She grew up delightfully charming, graceful, and attractive. Oh, this isn't the poem anymore, I think. Okay. <laughs> she grew up, uh, and she's charming and graceful, and Franz loves her. Uh, but that, yeah, about all of her skin and her blushy cheeks. And flowers, so it's springtime, which is the season of animals getting horny. And, mm-hmm. and blossoming into sexual beings. Don't. <sighs> Weird. Don't. Uh, Belay, who's another poet of the court. Dude Belay. <laughs> Dubelay. Uh, he wrote, be content, my eyes, you will never see anything more fair about Mary. Aw. So he's like, she's really beautiful. And mm-hmm. I'm like, she's 12. Please stop. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Like, stop it. Yep. No. She's uh, she's a child. She's a queen. But And enough. he's like, that's the hottest girl you're ever going to see. And I'm like, she's 12. Wait. Whew. Okay. Catherine writes about Mary. It is. <laughs> that's the hottest girl I've ever seen. <laughs> about her son's wife. <laughs> All my daughters are terrible. Uh it is impossible to possess more beauty, intelligence, and goodness than your daughter. She's talking to Mary de Guise. Marie de Guise. Uh, in truth, she has more of these qualities than could be asked for at her age. She will, I am quite confident, be a blessing and benediction for all those to whom she belongs, and not only them, but for the whole world. The king is as content with her as you could wish. As for myself, even if I could wish anything at all of her, I would change nothing. 
So she is better than her daughter. Probably. Yeah. Also, like, remember how bitchy, terrible Catherine is? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, those biting words. I wouldn't change anything about her. Um, but not only does Mary have her grandmother there who is helping take care of her, but she's also got four uncles, four geese uncles, all on her mom's side. Too many. And they all want something. Uh, her, so one of them is the Cardinal of Lorraine, Claude de Guise, uh, and then Francois de Guise and Henri de Guise also. The Cardinal couldn't hack it. Or sorry, there's the Cardinal and then three more. So get out. Yeah. The Cardinal says to his sister, to Marie, your daughter grows apace and every day possesses in greatness, goodness, wisdom, and virtue and is unsurpassed in all things which are virtuous and honest. I must make it known to you, madame, that the queen appreciates her so much that he can pass an hour at a time chatting with her. Okay. I want you to know Henry is not being creepy with her. Okay. He's not. He's just... he's busy with <laughs> with his actual mistress. Yeah. So he's just like, she's cool. Um, Diane de Poitiers, his mistress, um, is directing the children's education, um, even though none of them are her children. <laughs> She's in charge of taking care of the kids, which I think is very nice. Yeah. Like, Catherine's okay with her teaching her kids how to do things. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. they seem pretty chill for she, each other generally. She works for her keep. Yeah. Um, a lot of people say Catherine didn't like Mary, uh, but I feel like since I've studied about it, how much she like took care of her ladies and everything, that it's probably just more slander about how Catherine hates women. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the letter that she sent to her mom was so nice that yeah. I'm like, I don't think that she dislikes her. And there's an event later that makes people think that Catherine dislikes her, and I disagree. Okay. So we'll get to probably why somebody might say that. We'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, Mary often writes to her mother, uh, Marie, asking for money to help pay her servants more and to give a pension to someone old in her entourage. So she's just very nice in general. And her mom's still in Scotland? Yes. Her mom doesn't come to France. Okay. I don't think at all, basically. Like, maybe to visit, but, like, she stays in Scotland to take care of it. Yeah, you got to kind of, like, not abandon your post. Yeah, especially in Scotland where they're having a lot of problems. Like, they're having a huge Protestant issue uh, since they are a Catholic state in similar ways that France is at the time. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the Scottish Protestants are much more aggressive Mm -hmm. in general. Uh. Scottish. Yeah. So she's aware of what's happening in Scotland um, through her mother. Like, she's communicating to her. But obviously she's in France and being trained to act a certain way and to be French-like. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And by the French and her uncles. Uh, Francis is not as highly praised as Mary. (laughs) He likes hunting and horses, but he doesn't really like art. Uh, He's a boy. He's a boy. (laughs) He's a child. Um, you had a boy. What do you want? They describe him as extraordinarily pale, blown up rather than fat. I think like bloated. Yeah. Um, less lively and more taciturn than children his age. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's just having medical problems and he's probably in pain. What is with all the boys having severe issues and the girls are coming out like pretty okay? I don't know. Is it a Y chromosome thing? I have no idea. Because it is weird. I'm, hmm. Yeah. And it's weird, too, because, yeah, most of uh, Catherine's daughters are fine. 
Yeah. Completely. Her her sons later are okay. Like, Francis is really the one that has the most issues, I think. Yeah. I think she also has a miscarriage of, like, twins. Because she has some, like, miscarriages. But, like, yeah. she ends up with, like, eight kids or something. A lot. Uh, especially that she, she didn't have any of the first, like, ten years of her life. Mm-hmm. Like, that she was married. So, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with <laughs> But yeah, Edward over there turns out to not really work out health wise, and Francis also not. Yeah, already not having a good time. And part of me is like, I I wonder also if it's something about how they raise them. Maybe like, is there more stress? I don't in know what they're doing, or is it really just like something innate genetically? Right. I don't know. Something's weird with <laughs> all the boys. It is weird. They're coming out weird. I agree. But uh, you'll also, like, hear one of the reasons I really like Mary and Francis is because they're real cute. <laughs> they're, like, really into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I couldn't find any actual, like, evidence of this. I'm sure it exists. But, like, it wasn't in this book and it wasn't in other things I looked at. But Mary supposedly wrote a lot of letters to her mom about how much she liked Francis. Mm-hmm, cute. And, like, how excited she was to get married to him. And it's very cute. Um, Dear mom, he's cute. But I did have a quote that says, they would sit in corners, whisper to each other, and caress each other's cheeks. And I'm like, ah, cute. It's so cute. Like, just like, it's just like little, it's like middle school romance, and Mm -hmm. they're just like, hee hee, whisper to each other at court. And I'm like, that's the most precious thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, Like, for real middle school crushes? Because, like, they know. Right. Right. Uh, Very cute. So Mary's mother um, gets a parliament together and sends nine Scottish men to France to negotiate their marriage contract. Okay. Because they, like, have a promise for marriage, but they haven't worked out the details. Got it. Um, And she insists the need to keep Scotland a free nation. She's like, do not let them take Scotland away. (laughs) You have one job. On the way, two of their vessels sink. Oh, my god! I told you they would do that. She should have said they had two jobs. So they insist, <laughs> yeah, you have to get there you have and to don't give away Scotland. Survive and don't sell Scotland to the French. And obviously the French want Scotland because it's right next door to England. Knock, knock. So it's way easier to get there. Mm, you can have a nasty English sandwich. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nasty. Love it. So they insist that if Mary dies, Francis has no ties to Scotland. Um, and Henry II does not argue with them. He just says, okay. Okay. Um, because he got married to sign a document weeks ago that said they get Scotland if she dies. <laughs> Too late. Oh, no. Bam. Who signed it? Mary. Mary. She didn't know what it said. She's like 12. <laughs> he's just like, he's having nice long conversations with her, and he's like, hey, can you sign this? That's so not okay. Right. And with modern contract law, not allowed. She's a minor. You can't. But uh, it's in the 1500s, so whatever. Uh, nasty. Do they find out? How long does it take for them to find out? I don't think so, because Francis dies, so it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. It doesn't, It does because it's only if Mary dies. They're saying, like, if Mary dies, yeah. France gets Scotland. Too but bad. she don't die, so. <laughs> Too bad it isn't reversed. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. He wouldn't, he would not sign a document that said that. It would never have been written, even as a joke. And later on, she says she signed them under duress, which would make them void anyway. Um, and she says it was pressure from her uncles. 
uh, is what she says about duress, which, having been in a contracts class, uh, I'm going to say that's not duress, it's undue influence, um, which makes more sense to me. Because duress is like someone's holding a gun to your head. And undue influence is like you trust these people so much that you would do what they said no matter what, even if it's not for your best interest. Because uh, you're assuming it's for your best interest. So I think that makes more sense. But yeah, anyway, Mary. Schooled ya. Get your argument better. Come on. Take they a- say she's so educated, <laughs> but she ain't got nothing. Take a contracts class, Mary. Oh, uh, take a contracts <laughs> class, Mary. <laughs> what? Come on. It's 2019, um, Mary. Take a class. And some people think she knew what she was signing. Other people think that she's pressured or tricked, but it's impossible to say. She's 12. Yeah. Or like or like 13 or 14. She's in middle school. On the other <laughs> hand, she's also like royally trained. She's very smart in general. If anyone's going to know, it's like maybe. And I believe her that. that her uncles told her to sign it because they do a lot of shady biz. A lot of that book was about how they were telling her what to do all the time, and she was like, okie dokie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't listen to them. Don't. They're not good. Don't let them be in charge. Please. So Mary's 15 and Francis is 14 when they get married. Uh, my quote says, with spectacular pageantry and magnificence in the Cathedral of Notre Dame, Paris. Mm-hmm. By the Cardinal Archbishop of Rouen in presence of Henry II, Queen Catherine de' Medici, the princes and princesses of blood, and glittering throng of cardinals and nobles, all in silver and gold. Mm, Blood and glitter. Beautiful. They had a blue carpet with fleur-de-lis everywhere. There are 17 bishops there and some abbots and some cardinals. What's what's the one? I know, like, blue and fleur-de-lis French. But, like, what's the Scottish influence here? Do they not bother? None. (laughs) I don't think there is any. Well, that bodes well. Yeah. Um, The Duke of Guise is the master of ceremonies for her uncle. Uh, Mary's dress is described as dove gray or blue velvet sewn with pearls and lined with white satin. Her train was 12 yards long. It's very long. But Notre Dame is big, so you got ways to walk. It can fit. Mary also says it's in a white dress with long train borne by two young girls, a diamond necklace, and a golden coronet studded with jewels. Was described by the courtier Pierre de Brontemé, who we heard about earlier. I think that's her um, tutor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or no, he's a the no, he's coach? a chronicler. He's, oh, okay. he's to keep in notes. Um, a hundred times more beautiful than a goddess of heaven, her person alone was worth a kingdom. A hundred times. Uh huh. We measured it. Yep. We measured it, you know. Of a goddess in heaven. Are goddesses usually in heaven? Goddesses are normally like a like pantheon sort of to say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Antiquity. Yeah. Of. It's a weird combo of Greek and uh, Christianity. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Very pagan of you. Yeah. The wedding was followed by a procession of excited crowds in Paris um, and a banquet in the Palais de Justice and uh, dancing into the night. Cute. Children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they're really excited, and they go out and throw money at people <laughs> and yell la graisse, which means uh, presents. <laughs> presents! Presents! And then they hit you in the face with money. <laughs> throw money bags. Woo! Um, a Venetian ambassador was there, and he wrote that they were the most fancy and beautiful nuptials he had seen in a year. <laughs> All year? <laughs> All year. What year is it? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> um, 
They get married on April 24th, 1558. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of dry for weddings that year, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty lame. Yeah. Okay, so there are Scottish people there. I just don't think there's a lot of Scottish iconography there. Yeah. But Scots go home. Scots go home. Uh, but then there's a big storm, and so they turn around, and then they all get sick. Oh, thank goodness. I thought you were going to be like, there's a big storm and they all die. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they're all sick in, in France. A bishop, an earl, and a lord all die, though. So oh, there's that. Well, that's fine. Um, and people thought they were poisoned by the French. Uh, I, I don't know why, <laughs> because I don't see why they would do that when they just got married. Because Catherine's there. <laughs> yeah, she loves poisoning everyone. She got bored. She thought they wouldn't turn around. <laughs> um, they came back. She's like, get out. Right. I was like, they got what they wanted. I don't know why they would no, be poisoning them. Stay. You smell. Get out. I will poison you. Um, people, and, and at the time, whenever someone gets food poisoning or typhoid, people always think they've been poisoned. So, Which is amazing because you feel like it's probably a little common. Yeah. But no. they're like, no, poison. Or refrigeration. So John Knox, mm-hmm. our best friend, um, is sure that it was poison despite uh, the p- fact that a pastor and a doctor uh, said there's no evidence of it. Get a real job. Uh, yeah, he's just an internet commentator. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just retweeting these and yelling. But they declare the couple joint sovereigns of Scotland anyway. Woo! Good for you. Good for you. Um, Madeline Bingham clearly states that Mary is clearly way into Francis. Mm-hmm. Because lots of historians recently have said that all she cares about is being queen of France. That she doesn't like Francis, or she doesn't care about him. Mm-hmm. Which I think... I want to talk about for a second because this argument to me is so strange. And it's like this revisionist history that I don't understand. Because it's like just putting yourself in Mary's shoes for a minute. You move to France when you're five and then you're in the same classes as Francis your whole life for like a decade. And they tell you you're going to marry him when you're like tiny. And I'm like, and if you're, you know how every little girl is like, I want to be a princess. She's a queen. <laughs> and it's like, I want to marry a prince. And she's gonna. And she knows him. Yeah. They're friends. Like, they grow up together. So it's like you marrying one of your best childhood friends. Uh, and you knew you were going to marry him the whole time. So, like, you're probably already more inclined to like him anyway. Yeah. Right? Because you're like, well, that's going to be my husband. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm like, it's weird to me that they're like, she just wanted to be queen of France. I'm like, why wouldn't she like him? Five is too young to be scheming. Right. Like, and why, like, it's weird to think that they wouldn't be close when they're spending a lot of time together. And like, and then they've got that thing about them, you know, whispering and being cute in the corner. I'm like, clearly they like each other. I don't know what you're talking about. Why would you say this? Young Adults do not behave that way. It's so weird. If they do not like each other. Yeah. It is universal. And and she doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, nobody expects them to be like that. They're just being cute. And I'm like, nice. <laughs> and they, like, they probably don't even have that many examples of other people acting that way. Because they're at court. And people yeah. are being, like, real proper, generally, probably. I don't think Catherine and Henry are being very affectionate. <laughs> no. So... Uh, I'm like, they're just being cute. They're just being cute with each other. So, what? But anyway, I just think that's a whole bunch of old male historians being like, she just wants power. And I'm like, calm yourself, okay? Mm, nasty woman. Sh- she's 15. In power. Ew. Nasty. Uh, so, Mary Tudor, in 
England mm-hmm. was queen right now. Having a bloody time. But then she dies. Having a less bloody time. So Henry canceled Catholicism. Uh, Edward, his son, was like, sure. Mary was like, nope, Catholicism's back, suckers. And so then that's why she's Bloody Mary, because she kills a whole bunch of Protestants. Uh, and then she dies. But so, because of the killing of the Protestants, more Catholic now in England. Mm-hmm. And then she dies. So then everybody who is still alive, who's a Protestant, is like, oh, hell no, we're not doing Catholic <laughs> again. Uh-oh. And the Catholics are like, uh-oh. And they really want to be still. Uh, so it's a thing. And there's now an opening for the English throne where some people really want Elizabeth because she's going to be Protestant. Mm-hmm. And Catholics really don't. But um, Mary, Queen of Scots, also has a claim. So they're like, hey, boo, over the water. Hey. Want to come be the Queen of England, too? Um, it's going to work out really well for you. Um, right. She's the granddaughter of Margaret Tudor. Who's Henry VIII's sister, right? And then her grandpa is his dad, whatever. She's the daughter of Henry VII of England and Elizabeth of York. So that was our uh, combo, the Yorks and the Lancasters, so that we could have the good happy time. Mm -hmm. She's descended from that, from when they had their last problem. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that they had to fix. The last time this happened. Yeah, which wasn't really that long ago. Last time on Game of Thrones. <laughs> if you haven't listened to War of the Roses episodes, go listen to those. That's what this is. So Elizabeth is the, you know, main option. Unfortunately, she's been declared illegitimate by her own father. Uh, so <laughs> people are less inclined to be into that. Mostly because they're like, we don't know if that's going to stick. Mm-hmm. Since she's not legitimate anymore. And then Mary hmm. the First was, like, putting her in towers and junk. And yeah. Like, mm, do I trust you? Being a real and, dick to her. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I get because it's worrisome yes. when you're queen. When you're royalty, all you're trying to do is keep it. And if people are challenging you really directly, you want them to go away. It's an HOH house where uh, <laughs> falling out of favor is usually death. Yeah. And, like, Mary was Catholic because her mom's Catholic. And she was in a Catholic marriage with her dad. And then Anne. And I think the reason that she was declared illegitimate, Elizabeth probably, was because he killed Anne Boleyn, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but also because he wanted to give to Edward. Yeah. So he's like, no, Edward's the one. You know, he's a son I have. So son wins. Son. Um, and he probably was just like, and if anything happens to Edward, it'll be Mary, and then I don't have to worry about Elizabeth, mm. which is wrong. <laughs> because Mary done die. I think she had the disease. Like, I thought she got murdered for some reason. I looked it up, and it's like, no. Yeah, she just died. I just read something recently. It's like, she just died. probably ovarian cancer. Ah. Maybe. She did have a problem having kids. They didn't have any kids. Yeah. Which is why Elizabeth, this happened. Because if Mary had kids, it'd probably be her kids. Mm-hmm. But no kids. Yeah, not confirmed, but that was one theory I read. Yeah. The problem in England is people don't be having kids. <laughs> Mary or Elizabeth, so thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> I love it, though, because it's really sticking it to your dad. Yeah. Um, F that guy. Right. So there's two options, and Mary's the other one. Mm-hmm. So she's like, great. And uh, she either needs to say that she wants to be queen or say, like, it's cool if Elizabeth does it. Um, but instead, she doesn't do either of those things. Um, she 
starts wearing English and Irish coats or on her coat of arms. Um, Just scaring the heck out of everyone. But not saying that she's actually making a claim. Don't do that. She just starts wearing things that make it confusing. Don't. Um, She apparently starts signing things. Queen of France, Scotland, England, and Ireland. So Elizabeth's like, F you, dude. That's real mad. That's like saying yes. Yep. Uh, That's kind of saying yes. That's like assuming yes. Yeah. So one of the problems with Mary and her life is this kind of thing where it seems like she doesn't want to make the bold move to say I'm I want my claim to be Queen of England. Mm -hmm. But then she does this, which is just going to make people mad. And I'm like, you can't halfway stuff, Mary. You got to do it or not do it. You can't like slime your way into it. Mm -mm. You got to do it or don't. So... And, like, obviously we know that she signed her name that way because it's on documents. So I'm like, hmm. Uh, Anyway, Henry dies (laughs) in a jousting accident. And now Marion is queen and Francis is king. Woohoo! Bye, Henry. Bye. Maybe you shouldn't joust when you're a king. Maybe. You stupid moron. Shouldn't be a stupid, stupid, stupid. Maybe you shouldn't joust against people who are going to stab you in the face. Hmm. You're not supposed to hit people in the head with jousting sticks. Like, you're supposed to knock them off their horse. What are you doing? No, I guess sometimes they slip. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I bet that guy was put to death. Um, or, you know, sometimes the other person just isn't good at jousting. Unfortunately, uh, Mary's uncles are really excited about being queen now. And they're like, hell yeah. Gross. So they start controlling things. Nasty. Which you can imagine really pisses Catherine off. Oh, God. If I were her, just like, (laughs) I would poison all four of them. Kill all the uncles, please. (laughs) Kill all the men. Um, And they tell Francis not to talk to the Bourbons or Navarre uh, in case they want to steal his throne. Okay. Which is, like, weird because his sister is married to the king of Navarre, so that should be pretty safe. And, like, Catherine takes care of that later and gets him, like, a mistress, so she stops and calms down. Don't talk to anyone. Uh, And I think she does the same thing to the bourbons. (laughs) They'll steal your shoes. Right, I don't think that's bad advice. I just don't think it's good advice. It's just not. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. It's not bad advice. It's not good advice. No. Uh, so in 1559, there's a conspiracy against the Guises by the Prince of Condé. Guises. Guises. Uh, Condé is the guy that Catherine was worried about trying to steal the throne, so she sent a woman after him Mm. earlier. (laughs) You gotta send a woman. Um, so Francis is, like, running around hunting, and he's being told he needs a rest because he's sick, but he doesn't want to. Uh, and he just uses it to get away from court, because he doesn't like court. Men. And I'm like, of course he doesn't like court. He's sick all the time, and... Everyone's always yelling at him, and he's 14 years old. He's 14. Or like, he might be 16 now, Mm -hmm. but still. Worse. Yeah. Um, After puberty, Mary is often described as looking ill, and people think she might have had porphyria, which is like a blood disease Mm. problem. It doesn't hurt her. It's just they think that's why she looks like she's sick. Um, I hope so. Otherwise, it's it's, it's a case of we think you looked hotter when you were twelve, right? Uh, there's it's porphyria is disorders resulting from a buildup of certain chemicals related to red blood cell proteins. Okay, it's very vague. I've seen it a lot of times. Tried to look it up, and it's always so vague. I'm like, I don't remember stuff build up. 
Yeah, it's a buildup of natural chemicals that produce porphyrin in the body. Porphyrin is essential for the function of hemoglobin, a protein for red blood cells, blah, 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 blah. Um, But there's lots of rumors about her at the time and other people. There's rumors that all of Henry II's kids have leprosy. They don't. Um, There's rumors that a cardinal is hooking up with Catherine. Uh, Mary's uncle is hooking up with Catherine is what people think who's oh. a cardinal is he no um, seems below her yeah I'm, Catherine just doesn't seem that interested once she's had kids mm-hmm. in men in general <laughs> I, I do enjoy her she's like I'm done with all of you yeah she's a very like power focused asexual I feel like probably mm-hmm. she doesn't seem to care uh, yeah that's why all the things about Catherine's hooking up with this person I'm like I just don't think so she doesn't seem interested uh, you know, like with Nostradamus and stuff, I'm like, I doubt it. I'm like, he's very happily married, and she doesn't seem interested. No, so like, she'd be the mm-hmm. kind of like high strung weirdo who maybe gets really pretty guys to just like do things naked in her room. <laughs> sure, and has a nice glass of wine and just like watches kind of boredly, and then yeah. sends them away again. Bye. Every once in a while. Yeah, just to like. Make it seem mm. like she's not, like that she has some sort of sexual appetite going it's on. It's like her occasional hobby. Yeah. She hasn't played Twister or something. But they think that the Cardinal and Catherine are hooking up specifically so they can make an heir and pretend it's Francis's, which I'm like, how does that work? Isn't it going to be obvious that Catherine's pregnant? Yeah. And that it's not Mary? I don't understand. Hmm. Or maybe they think that the Cardinal's hooking up with Mary, which I'm like, it's the grossest thing I've ever heard. So bad. So there's a lot of rumors. It's about all stuff. Of, all of them are bad. Yeah. Oh, and I guess at the time, Francis has a lot of prisoners who are saying that if they get out of prison, that they're going to destroy the entire royal family. <laughs> I like but, how that's like a P.S. <laughs> but what else is new? That's what they always do, people in prison. That's what... I was, I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> I really thought you were saying, like, that's what France always does. <laughs> No. They always have people in prison. Prisoners do. That are going to destroy everything if they get out. But this is to let you know that on March 17th, 200 men attack the chateau, and the Duke of Guise is given the authority for a counterattack. So he's like, can I fight back? And they're like, do it. Um, Good for you for asking (laughs) instead of just doing it. Uh, But this leads to them hunting every single rebel down, even after they try to get away. I do enjoy a good hunt. Like, great. Yeah, Scottish people love hunting. (laughs) So. The most dangerous game. Y'all gonna die. Uh, They attach the bodies to fences in neighboring towns as warnings. Ooh, fun. Don't. Exterior decorating. Some are hanged, but others were covered with a sack on their head and thrown in the Loire River. And that's why you have diseases. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because you're drinking out of that river. And nobles involved were beheaded for everyone at court to watch. Oh, fun. Yeah. Everyone wins. It's a great time. <laughs> everyone. Uh, Catherine's way into this. See, that's what I'm talking about, though. She has got some weird hobbies. And she tells Francis to keep the punishments up. <laughs> She's punishments like, are good. Keep it going. Go, buddy. You are the best. There's different feelings about whether or not Mary's involved in this and how she feels about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some historians say she's not involved, didn't even watch executions. Others say she loved it and watched all of them, and she has a cold, terrible heart. So, wildly different. Yeah. Um, probably in the middle. 
probably watched because she was supposed to or because she doesn't care. And she's like, guess what? They tried to kill my family, so bye. Yeah, it's a little weird that she wouldn't be involved at all if everyone else in court is there. Right. She can't just not go. I mean, it'd be kind of weird. It's like, what, do you sympathize with them? Right. And they were attacking her uncle. Yeah. So I don't think that she likes violence generally. Comparatively to Catherine, mm-hmm. who loves it. It's but like her favorite movie. Yeah. But, uh, so I think that's probably where they're like, she's sensitive about it and she doesn't like it. But, uh, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's 1560, which is, <laughs> I wrote, is probably the worst year of Mary's life <laughs> so far. Um, <laughs> so far. Mary's mother dies in 1560. Which is a problem because her mom is Queen of Scotland right now, essentially. Uh-huh. Like, Mary is technically, She's but... She's acting queen Ma- regent. Marie is yeah. the one doing everything. Mm-hmm. And she has been Mary's entire life. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, and right before she died, Marie, uh, they ousted her, assembled people, and wrote a treaty to England that she refused to sign, and then she died. Oh, what it was the treaty? Uh, I think they were just like, stop attacking us and we'll, like, be part of you or something. Mm-hmm. But Marie didn't sign it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but that's why they kicked her out, because she wouldn't do it. And then she dies. Cool. Uh, of dropsy, or more modernly, uh, edema. Something about the word dropsy. Dropsy. It's when your body is too much fluid and you get swollen and it's too much water and you die. It's terrible, but also it's called dropsy. Dropsy. Um, so they write this treaty, and then Marie dies. So they're like, Mary, sign this. And she's like, no. (laughs) Not uh, gonna. I didn't choose you to do anything, essentially, is what she says. Yeah. Because they just assembled themselves. And she's like, who are you? (laughs) Um, Who are you random people? In fact, I have a quote from her that says, The answer which the king, my husband, and his counselors has given, you ought to suffice, but so that you shall know that I am right to act as I do, I will make clear my reasoning for refusing. My subjects in Scotland in no part do their duty. They have kept none of their pledges. I am their queen. They call me queen, but they act as if I were not. They only do what they please. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, Mary. Uh, Those few amongst them who have retained true to me, or remained true to me, were not at their assembly when they all made these changes. I will convene them in virtue of my authority. Then they can proceed according to the laws of the kingdom, of which they continually speak, but which they do not observe. Ooh, you're gonna get spanked. Queen Mama says, no, I'm going to spank you. This was to Nicholas Throckmorton, who's Elizabeth's ambassador to France. Go figure. He has the oh. most English name I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. a lot. So anyway, in France, Francis and Mary go to Orléans, mm-hmm. where there have nasty rebel problems. Yeah, um, so course. they go there to show him who's boss. And uh, they take away all their weapons, and they make them throw a parade. <laughs> <laughs> March. Do it. That'll show them. Be happy. They're like, do a parade for us. And now you will dance. You will dance for us. Also, a couple of the Guy's uncles are there, but they're kind of hiding um, to either not take the limelight, which I don't believe, or to not be assassinated, which I do believe. That's possible. (laughs) Because they've already almost killed them before. (laughs) Why did they come? Um, Being a couple of scaly weasels. But royalty also brought with them 4,000 German soldiers, just in case. Just for fun. Just in case. 
I don't know where they got these Germans, but Germany. Yeah, but why? Because <laughs> they had the money, I guess. Um, so the King of Navarre and Prince Conde also show up, which is a problem because <laughs> they both want to be uh, the King of France. Uh-huh. I don't know why so many people want to be the King of France. It doesn't end well it, for most people. It usually is bad. It's usually bad. You get a big spike in your head, or you get two ear infections, or other You're things. Beheaded. Lots of stuff. It's it's bad. It's usually pretty bad. You're left on an island, uh, and they cut your dick off. And the King of Navarre is married to Francis's sister. He comes and he bows many times. He even takes a knee. Francis doesn't care. <laughs> He's like whatever. It's pretty, but I get it. whatever. But Conde comes in, and he doesn't take his hat off, so they put him in prison. <laughs> I don't care if he does it, but what's up with you? But he didn't do anything. He didn't even pretend. You have to try. Come on, dude. So Francis goes hunting, and then uh, the Guise scheme to make a holy order tribunal to prosecute Protestants in Orleans. Uh, they assemble 30 to 40 executioners and start putting down some rebels. Ooh, that's like a fair. Yeah. That's like a carnival of execution. They get there. They take away all their weapons. They make them throw a parade, and then they kill a whole bunch of them. And I'm like, this is messed up. The like, French know how whoa. to party. <laughs> they know how to throw a state fair. <laughs> wow. We are going to snatch your heads off. <laughs> um, but after this, Francis gets a terrible pain in his head. And he dies in a few weeks. Was it uh, guilt? Bad decision? No, it couldn't be. Ear infections. Mm. Yeah. It feels like guilt. <laughs> but mostly, it doesn't Haley tell me? Haley currently has an ear infection. Or uh, I think just one. It feels like I just can't hear. Yeah. <laughs> That's how Francis felt. It feels muffled. Except for he didn't have medicine, so it just got worse and his brain was on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah, you keep saying the doctors keep asking if you have a headache. And now I know why. Because <laughs> it's because of encephalitis. <laughs> They're making sure my brain's not on fire. Woo! <laughs> like, do you have any headaches? And you're like, like not yet. No, not yet. Not more than normal. Not more than usual. They're like, how much is usual? I'm like, listen, I'm not having like weird hallucinations. Just like regular amounts. It's or anything. Cool. It's um, it's cool. Just like the normal human amount. Yeah. Regular. Not like searing, holy crap, I saw the Loch Ness Monster playing an accordion headaches. Yeah. Uh, we, just we cool. Like, mm, I slept on my neck wrong headaches. Yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> I'm sure there is. But yeah, he he dies in a few weeks in December of 1560. So earlier in 1560, Mary's mother dies, and now Francis dies at the end of the year. Uh, Mary of this says, God deprived me of everything which I loved and held dear in this world, leaving me the consolation, such as it is, that I see those around who weep his lot and my great sadness. Just wait. Uh, I have a poem to read to you that she wrote about his death. Oh, no. Yeah. She likes poetry, remember? Uh, This is translated from French, so it's, you know, take that into consideration. Uh, So take that. (laughs) In my sad, quiet song, a melancholy air, I shall look deep and long at loss beyond compare, and with bitter tears I'll pass my best years. Have the harsh fates ere now, let such grief be felt, has a more cruel blow been by fame, dame fortune dealt, than oh my heart and my eyes. I see where his buyer lies. It's a question mark. <laughs> In my springtime gladness and flower of my young heart, I feel the deep sadness, or deepest sadness, of the most grievous hurt. 
Nothing now my heart can fire but regret and desire. He who was my dearest already in my plight. The day that shone the clearest for me is the darkest night. There is nothing now so fine that I need make it mine. Deep in my eyes and heart, a portrait has its place, which shows the world my hurt in the pallor of my face, pale as when violets fade, true love's becoming a shade in my unwanted pain. I can no more be still, rising time and again to drive away my ill. All things good and bad have lost the taste they had. And thus I always stay, whether in wood or meadow, whether at dawn of day or at the evening shadow. My heart feels ceaselessly grief for his loss to me. Sometimes in such a place his image comes to me. The sweet smile on his face up in a cloud I see. Then sudden in the mirror I see his funeral bier. When I lie quietly, sleeping upon my couch, I hear him speak to me and I can feel his touch. In my duties each day, he is near me always. Nothing seems fine to me unless he is therein. My heart will not agree unless he is within. I lack all perfection in my cruel dejection. I shall cease my song now. My sad lament shall end, whose burden I shall show. True love cannot pretend, and though we are apart, grows no less in my heart. Sad. Yeah, she hella bumped. And then people are like, she didn't love him. And I'm like, I don't know. How much poetry do you write? Prove when, it. <laughs> when you don't care. Yeah. And I mean, like, once again, she was friends with him her entire life, and then he dies. And, like, the thing is, she—this changes her entire life. Like, she married him and thought, like, we're going to grow up and have kids, and they're going to be in charge of France and Scotland and— uh, like, you know, I'm going to get to, you know, raise them and do all these things. <clears throat> and I'm going to like live, probably thought she's going to live in France for like the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And then now, none of that. Yeah. He's dead. And that means she's not queen of France anymore at all. And her mom's dead. And now she has to move back to Scotland. I'm a little surprised. Her attitude's very like, Man, what is there left? I'm like, I mean, if you really think that, join a convent. Because uh, nope. it's not going to get easier if you go back and get into politics. Yeah. It's going to get worse. I do want to say real quick, though, we're going to end this episode and then we'll start our next one. Um, I I was planning pretty much that it was probably going to end with Francis's death and then it's like post. Yeah. And then it's Mary being an adult. Whereas but the Protestants are super excited that Francis died <laughs> and that uh, Mary's probably going to leave. Uh, like Calvin, uh, who, who wrote, Have you ever heard anything more opportune than the death of, a, of the little king? God struck the father in the eye and the son in the ear. <laughs> what a douchebag. Wow. Oh, my God. He's a child. Yeah. It's Jeez. bad. Um, and I have a quote from Madeline that says, The death of Francis II at last gave Catherine Medici the power she had always craved. Which I have problems with, obviously, because mm-hmm. it really irritates me. <laughs> irritates. <laughs> that people have this very negative view of Catherine. Um, and that she's so power hungry that she'd want her kid to die. Like, and a son. Jesus. Like, What? 
I'd get it if it was a daughter. If it was one of the daughters she didn't like. That <laughs> she doesn't care for. <laughs> I don't care for Marguerite. I don't I don't care for Marguerite. <laughs> but no, she liked Francis quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um and uh now he's dead. The boys are the keeper childs. Yeah. And I mean it does get Catherine to be regent for her other son, like her next one. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure she is happy to be in charge, mostly because then it's not a whole bunch of random men in a room influencing them, including Mary's uncles. Mm -hmm. Now she can actually do what she thinks is best, which is all she wants to do. But, like, not in the way that it's best for her, but, like, for her kids. Yeah. So I'm just like, stop it. Like, don't. But I just wanted you to know, despite the fact that I really like Bingham's book, she does not like Catherine very much, seemingly. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Oh, but I want to talk real quick. The reason that people think that Catherine doesn't like Mary is because apparently on the day of his death, uh, she demands the king's jewels back from Mary, Mm -hmm. like that day. So people are like, settle down, maybe. Um, But apparently she did the same thing with her husband. Oh, okay. Uh, Like when he died, she was like, give me a stuff. Um, which I think probably just means that she's trying to secure the kingdom and make sure nobody's being shady sure. or do anything weird. I don't think that it's like, look at her, this heartless bitch, that it's more just like, Catherine seems like she's probably one of those people when it's, you know, the time for mourning that she's like, well, got to get everything done. <laughs> yeah, she kind of goes into like, well, let's do the checklist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that she dislikes Mary just because she was like, hey, give those back to me. Yeah. It sucks for Mary, like, because she already, because I think, you know, like, obviously Francis is dead and that's horrible to her. And that she's probably, like, maybe hopeful that she can stay a Mm -hmm. bit or, like, that they'll want her for some other reason. Because they have other sons. They could just marry her to one of the younger ones. Um, No. (laughs) No. Not interested. This place where she's lived her whole life, essentially. They're like, eh, go. Yeah. On the day that her husband dies. So, it's a lot. Ain't getting any debtor. Nope. Um, and then she moves to uh, Rhymes and lives with her aunt, who's an abbess, for a bit. What did I say? Go <laughs> to get thee to a nunnery. Until she finally goes back to Scotland. Because she still has to be around for, like, funeral stuff and everything. But she's not in court anymore. Mm-hmm. She's just hanging out. Which is probably a good thing. Yeah. You don't want to be around that. And it's, like, it's so weird because, you know, you're so interconnected when you're queen and, like, you're so important. And then all of a sudden they're like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. Oh, I see so, how much I mattered as a person now. I'd rather just stick around for when you need me and then I'll go. Yeah. But I don't need to be, like, in the middle of it. But anyway, that's uh, the first portion of Mary's life. Mary, the early years. Yeah. Let's just end on the worst moment of her life, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the uh, last moments of her life will be even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, hilarious. Hysterical. That's right. Hilarious. Hope you've been enjoying Mary, Queen of Scots. Mary, Queen of Scots. Scots, Mary, Queen of. Stuff's about to get real crazy when we go back to Scotland. <laughs> the fur is going to fly. <laughs> it's going to be a lot. 
but join us for part two next time. Part two. And uh, send us your thoughts and your suggestions and other things to hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Your th- thoughts and prayers. Yes, please, for Mary. And uh, <laughs> maybe it'll help her. It won't. She's been dead too long. It won't. It's too late for her. Yeah, it's too much. Um, and uh, you can review us on Stitcher or iTunes or wherever you can find it. Do it. We would really appreciate it. We appreciate all your emails, and we just love you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Big Scotland goodbye. <laughs> bye. I don't know how they say bye, but bye. Bye.